Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612, Craftsman offer valid through 619, U.S. only. Roto-Grinders presents the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. Dan Bach talks to the biggest personalities in DFS, delivers commentary on the industry's most important topics, and gives you the advice you need to help build winning lineups. Both the salary and the matchup are just too good. If you are not playing him in your head-to-head games, you are just going to lose. You didn't really think we were going to get rid of that, did you? Here's your host, the one and only, Dan Bach. Hey everybody, what's up? Good morning, welcome. Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast, all presented to you by Fantasy Draft. I suppose, probably say good afternoon. I know a lot of people consume this pod, maybe during a lunch hour, a commute, wherever you're listening to us. Thanks so much for doing it. Hopefully your baseball season is going well and we can uh, help you put together some solid lineups here today, like I said, Fantasy Draft throwing their name on this show. I hope you give them a look. Love the makeup of their product. Very different from the competitors in the DFS space. A lot of flexibility, infield, outfield, two starting pitchers. I think you'll like what they have to offer, so check them out if you haven't done so already. Fantasy Draft, use that promo code GRINDERS. Then you get access to our premium content over there for that site for three whole months. And you're paying it forward. You know, they're uh, a sponsor here. They allow us to give you things like this podcast and the Daily Fantasy Happy Hour show that we do absolutely free. Wouldn't be happening without our friends at Fantasy Draft. So I hope you check them out uh, over there uh, today. We're going to talk some baseball today, then we'll jump in with a little bit of NBA conversation. We got three games tonight. NBA playoffs have been fabulous so far this season. I have absolutely enjoyed it. And uh, the games uh, just, you know, rock and rolling. I mean, just tons of uh, big GPPs out there. So we'll just talk about a few names that, that I'm looking at here in the three-game slate that we have tonight in basketball. But let's start it off with baseball tonight. Uh, just some news or some something to be aware of is we got some major weather issues today. So make sure you're following Kevin Roth on Twitter. Go to our weather page. And if you're a premium subscriber, watch him on Crunch Time today. That's going to be the uh, best place to get his last second minutes or last second uh, information minutes before roster lock about the weather because uh, looks like we've got rain. Not only do we have four games starting before seven o'clock today, but we've got um, rain in Pittsburgh today, rain in Philadelphia today rain in Baltimore today. So uh, those spots definitely in danger. And it's really a pretty tough pitching spot today. Um, Looking at things, there's no real standout top flight options for us. And maybe the one guy who I really liked a good bit, Mr. Faria for the Rays. Uh, That game has like 80 to 94% chance of rain uh, when the game gets started into like 72% by the time 11 o'clock hits. So there's a good chance that game might not go. Chad Cool, uh, pretty good spot there against the Tigers at home with that righty-filled lineup, uh, and doesn't look like that game is potentially going to go. Vincent Velasquez popping a good bit 
on projection models. Uh, definitely maybe a little bit more of a chance that game plays, but tons of rain incoming as well there. So uh, I think it's going to be tough to kind of select pitchers today. So let's do the best that we can. And I think I'll be curious to see where the ownership checks in at Rick Porcello because this guy has been really, really outstanding so far this season. He gets a date here with Toronto. And if you look at the 2000. 18 numbers, you've got a 32% K rate, you've got an XFIP of 3.16, he's been phenomenal versus lefties, you're looking at a WOBA of 157, an ISO of 053, Um, so he's just been dominant so far this season, looking like the pitcher that he was a, uh, oh, you know what? I'm throwing out numbers that aren't even accurate for him. Those were <laughs> those were J Haps 359 xFIP. I'm sorry, 23% K rate. Um, those I'm not gonna lie, those J Hap numbers weren't too bad. Uh, but he's been dominant versus lefties and righties. 172 woba uh, with a with a 0.044 ISO and um, a 243 Woba to righties with a .038 isolated power. So he is filled up with the green, as you'll see on our Plate IQ Premium, and that's good news. Now, the one thing that I'm a little bit nervous is I feel like he could be pitching over his head a little bit, but he also, you know, I'm trying to figure out what is different for him this season than what we've seen for him previously. And, you know, I'm going to go here real quick and just do a on-the-fly pitching comparison in terms of pitch type and speed from 2018 to 2017. So 2018, uh, we're looking at uh, only 14% fastballs, 40% fastball sinkers uh, at about an 89 to 91 mile an hour uh, velocity. Uh, Going back to last season where he really struggled a good bit we were looking at a 33% fastball. Velocity looks about the same. Um, so it's basically he's throwing a lot more fastball sinkers than he was last season. I mean, basically the number of fastballs that he's throwing has been cut in half so far this season. So that's one thing that's standing out to me. Again, you can find all this on Plate IQ. Um, the changeup at 15% this season versus... Uh, last season. So again, uh, much, you know, making much more use of that pitch um, this season or last season or this season than he did last season. So I'm just trying to figure out what's what's really happening with him today, because uh, so far this season, he has been uh, he has been excellent. There's no question about it. And I'm wondering if, you know, the use of that pitch. you know that that increased use of that changeup is maybe helping his his fastball a little bit uh, because he's just been pretty much unhittable so far this season. Now, tougher matchup for him today in terms of like if you're a BVP believer, there's a couple of big bats that have done really well against him. Justin Smoke eight for thirty uh, with two doubles and three home runs uh, does have eight strikeouts, so that is kind of high. And then Kendrys Morales in 39 at bats has eight hits with a double, two home runs, uh, seven strikeouts as well. Donaldson's hit him well, but obviously he's not playing right now. So uh, I, I I like him. I don't love him uh, today. Again, our pitching options are just so limited here tonight. Um, and, you know, his price at 9500 is is pretty fair. And I think the question is, who would you rather play, Porcello versus Toronto 
or Kenta Maeda versus Miami? And I think the answer is Kenta Maeda. And I think he's probably going to be the chalky play, especially with all those other weather concerns. Because you could also throw potentially Robbie Ray, who's got the best strikeout upside against Philadelphia. But I've got major questions on where that game plays. So Maeda, I think he's the guy that most people are going to go to today. Um, he's had two really good starts where he's had 10 strikeouts and he's had two really bad starts. Um, the good start came against San Diego and the opener against San Francisco. Uh, I just don't believe we're going to run into a spot here with this Miami offense, especially when you look at that lineup that they have been rolling out lately, uh, where they're going to be scoring five, six runs all that often. So, uh, I'm fine with Meta today, uh, at 9,300. Again, you do, you know, he's, Last start, he went 106 pitches. That's about as far as you're ever going to see him go. But you're limited on where else you're going to, who else you're going to play here today. Uh, the question now is, do we go with Otani tonight? He is back starting for Houston. We know his last start was uh, was not so hot, um, where he had those uh, blister issues for Los Angeles. But he's also a guy who you know struck out 12 against Oakland earlier this season for 42 fantasy points. So he's all over the map in terms of uh, being good and not so good. Now, he also now takes on Houston, who definitely has one of the better lineups out there. And if you look at their numbers versus righties this season, they have the highest weighted OBA at 349, the highest WRC plus at uh, 122. Um that was actually during the 2017 season, so that was last year. Uh, this year, man, my numbers are all messed up today. Let's see. This year, we got Houston at, uh, as I stroll down, 13th right now. So, um, again, last year they were the very best in the league versus righties. This year, they're not bad by any measure, but not quite as good as we've seen previously. But, again, we could also see some normalization of those numbers because it's not like that lineup got any worse. Uh, the one thing that they do really well, draw walks. Uh, I believe they have the highest walk rate against righties or darn close to it uh, on this season. Not that that's been a huge problem for Otani, but I think if you talk about K upside, there's no question it's there. But you also got an offense here with Houston who over the last uh, you know year and a half uh, does not strike out a whole lot, certainly at the top of that order. Guys like Gaddis, and, you know, Fisher have pretty big K rates. There's no question against righties, but 17% for Springer, 12% for Altuve, 17 for Reddick, 10 for Gurriel, 11 for Bregman. Those are really, really low. So um, I think he's fine for your tournaments. I don't know if I'm ready to be using a starting pitcher against Houston in cash games today, but we're limited on where we're going. So I'm going to go down a little bit more, and I think Luke Weaver at home against the New York Mets is a guy that I'm looking to play here tonight. Uh, we've got a 168 favorite for him today. I think he's got really, really good stuff. This season it hasn't been particularly great, to say the very least. Um, we look at the numbers... You know, for him, we've got a, uh, what, 431 uh, XFIP so far this season. But last year, he was at a 294. I don't feel like his skill set is that much worse. So I think this is a start for him to catch that up just a little bit here going against the uh, the New York Mets. And, you know, the lineup, 
they're fine, but he is really neutral, neutralized lefty bats. Uh, you can look at the weighted OBA of a 268 allowed to lefties, an ISO of 074 to lefties, and that really will uh, neutralize uh, Michael Conforto a good bit, Jay Bruce. Uh, not that you need to really do it to Adrian Gonzalez, but even as Struble Cabrera, you know, his numbers not as impressive versus right-handed pitching with only a 176 ISO, 328 weighted OBA, and a K rate is pretty decent at 16%. That's that's not bad. Uh, but you look at the Ks, Conforto against righties, 21%, Cespedes, 22 Bruce, 21 Frazier, 21 and Then you get down in the cheap seats with Lobaton and Rosario at 25 and 30 You throw in the pitcher spot, uh, I think Luke Weaver's my guy today. I think he is the one that I'm looking to roll. I love the price point on him. He's going to allow you to get some some Coors Field if you feel like that's where you want to go for bats. So that's where I'm looking in one of my starting pitching spots over on DraftKings and on FanDuel and Fantasy Draft today. Um, so I'm okay with Meta. I talked about him a little bit. And then the other name that uh, I'm throwing out there today, again, I love Faria if that game is going to go at 6,300 on DraftKings. I don't know that it is. So I'm probably going to go to Tanner Rourke tonight for Washington. Uh, this guy should be able to eat up innings for you. Not the greatest K upside in the world, but he can bring it, and it's such a great pitching environment for him out there in San Francisco. We've got a, a game total in this sitting at 7.5. They are small favorites. Uh, Washington's been dreadful versus lefties this season. Um, but uh, they're also a favorite against Ty Block, who you know is a pretty mediocre left-handed pitcher in my eyes. So I think there's a pretty good chance he's going to end up getting those win points when it's all said and done. Uh, we look at Rourke over the last couple of seasons. You know, 4.16 xFIP is fine. The K rate at 21% is fine. A uh, little bit better versus righties than lefties. Actually, a lot better versus righties than lefties. So uh, you've got a Woba 253 for the right-handers. So McCutcheon, Posey, uh, Longoria, a little bit more neutralized. Um, Joe Panic, Brandon Belt. You know, that's where some of the struggles have have. He's, you know, he's had them at a 350 Woba to lefties, 197 ISO. So, um, but this lineup doesn't really scare me from either side. And again, we're just limited on where we're going to go tonight. And I feel like he's clearly a guy I feel pretty safe with today. Uh, you could throw Zach Davies against Kansas City and Ian Kennedy against Milwaukee. Um, great ballpark out there in Kansas City, but I don't feel great about either of those two guys. Uh, so I'll prefer Weaver um, over them in that similar price range tonight. And I didn't talk about Charlie Morton against Anaheim. Morton's been really good over the last couple of seasons. And, you know, strikeouts over the last three games have been really nice. Seven innings, eight strikeouts, six innings, 12 strikeouts, six innings, seven strikeouts, six innings, six strikeouts. So he has been on it. He's definitely somebody who's going to get a rope of 100 pitches. But at 11-2 on FanDuel tonight, I don't really feel like taking him against one of the better hitting teams in the league is uh, is something that I particularly want to do tonight. Let's see uh, real quick what the Anaheim success has been against him over the last couple of seasons. And Pujols, 7 for 28. Uh, let's see, Justin Upton, 3 for 16. Um, and Mike Trout, 2 for 11. That is it. Um, he's only given up two home runs in uh, a heck of a lot of at-bats. So he's done pretty well against them to this point. 
Uh, if you want to fire him in your tournaments, you can obviously make that happen. I don't think he's going to have crazy high ownership, but uh, a game total of eight. And um, just I think he prevents you from getting some bigger bats that you might want to get into your lineup tonight. All right, let's get to said bats because we still have some NBA to hit up here in just a little bit. We'll start at the catcher position for those of you who are playing on DraftKings today. And again, remember, there's a lot of games that uh, aren't going to be played because of weather and because of the early start. So make sure you toggle your projections to have the 705-11 game uh, start. Uh, Chris Iannetta, I think he is the chalky guy tonight. Uh, you can probably play him anywhere, even on Fantasy Draft at 63, FanDuel on 32, and then DraftKings at 3,500. Was not in the lineup yesterday, now gets a lefty, probably going to bat in that two-hole. And it's some guy named Eric Lauer. No relation to Ohio Bobcats philanderer, allegedly, uh, Matt Lauer. I don't think so. Maybe he is. But I've never really heard of Eric Lauer. I think this is his first professional start. And what a better place to make it than Coors Field. Uh, but we had a epic Coors game last night where we get, what, San Diego scored like 14 runs. Uh, Arenado hit a home run. So if you stacked that game last night, you probably did pretty well. Uh, but Ionetta absolutely going to be the top choice, I think, for us on this slate. No questions about it. Uh, I don't have a um, strong opinion on any other bat here today. I mean, you could go to Austin Hedges against Kyle Freeland. Um, not great against lefties, but it's such a great hitting environment at 3200 Again, if you can get a piece of Coors Field uh, for that price, you might want to consider doing it. Uh, Robinson Chirinos today against Triggs. Uh, I'm I'm a sucker for Chirinos. I think that he's not a bad player at all. Finally hit a homer against uh, Oakland uh, yesterday, so maybe we'll see if that momentum carried. And by the way, Mitch Haniger, home runs, four straight games. Hot streaks aren't real. Hot streaks aren't real. Um, but Chirinos uh, at 2,900, he's definitely you know an under 3K option for you that you could consider. Uh, and man, that's, that's probably all I'm looking at. I mean, Lucroy against Cole Hamels. There was a time when Jonathan Lucroy was good against lefties. I don't know if that time exists anymore, but he's 2k on FanDuel, probably not playing him there. 32 on DraftKings, 68 on fantasy draft. Hamels, I feel is a bit washed, but I'm probably just playing Ionetta in my cash games today. Okay. Moving on over to first base and, uh, you know, I, I definitely think that we've got just another great hitting environment in Texas here. Cole Hamels um, on the mound uh, going against Andrew Triggs, who's kind of been up and down. But Joey Gallo got even us a stolen base yesterday. And if you're not using our stolen base predictor, uh, it's not actually, let me take that back. Uh, it is called the... Let me see. Let me let me bring this thing up. It's a stolen base threat rankings. If you're a premium subscriber, click the premium button under MLB and then kind of scroll to the bottom uh, and you should be able to find it. MLB stolen base threat ratings. And it's been pretty freaking good the last couple of days. We're kind of in beta mode with this one. So you get the secret testing of it because I'm talking about it here on the podcast. And it basically talks, looks at the pitcher the catcher talk, uh, you know, and compares, you know, the um, the different rates for how quickly 
I think the pitcher delivers the ball or the stolen base percentage against them versus the catcher versus the the runner, puts it all together and gives you what we call a threat rating. And if somebody's over 80, it's pretty darn good. Delino DeShields last night was over 90, had two stolen bases. He's back over 90 again. So obviously you need him to get on base. You need him to be in a position where he can steal. But if he's batting the leadoff, pretty good chance if he gets on base, he's in a position to steal. So take a look at that tool over at Roto-Grinders if you haven't done so already. It's uh, it's pretty cool stuff. Uh, all right, back to uh, to first base for us today. And so I like Gallo today at that price, 3900 on DraftKings. Uh, I think we can uh, also give uh, Will Myers... Uh, a little bit of a look uh, as well. Again, it's Coors Field. It's Kyle Freeland. Uh, those things, pretty desirable for us. He's 4800 And again, though, there's not high-priced pitching, so kind of just taking Coors is, might sound lame, but it's not a bad strategic move to make. Uh, Ryan Zimmerman, uh, Cards brought up a pretty good point on the, podcast, or on the uh, XM show last night talking about uh, that Zimmerman has one of the hardest, uh, some of the best hard contact numbers in the entire league so far this season, but his overall numbers don't um, don't look particularly great. So at least he's he kind of had some bad luck on his side, and now he gets a lefty and tie block. Not a great hitting spot at all out there playing in San Francisco, but you know, over the last couple of years, 439 weighted OBA, that's a huge number. A 316 ISO versus lefties. We might want to just put them into our lineups and and potentially move on and see if some of that some of those numbers do kind of normalize. So if you're not going to Coors, I don't have a problem with him at all. Um I do think Enrique Hernandez, I prefer him at second base. Um but if you're playing on fantasy draft, he's infield eligible. Gave you a home run yesterday. Way to go, Kiki. Uh, three for four. Gets another lefty today at home in Dylan Peters, who he should be able to rake against. And he's too cheap at 3400 tonight. Uh, I think Lucas Duda over at first base. Uh, anytime that he is facing the proper handedness of pitcher, that would be a righty. I'll be interested in him. FanDuel continues to hate him. He's only 2,300 over there, but 32 on DraftKings, 66 on Fantasy Draft. You're definitely playing for a home run with him today. I think there's a chance uh, that could manifest itself. Uh, all right, moving on to second base. Again, on DraftKings, I think Kiki Hernandez might be my preferred choice with that 403 Wobo against a bad left-handed pitcher here today. So uh, we'll put him at the top of the list here today. But I think Matt Carpenter, um, a guy to consider as well. Um, the ISO 226, the weighted OBA at 369. Uh, Zach Wheeler, you know, not not a guy who's been terrible so far this season. I think he's not quite that great of a pitcher. But um, I'm fine with Carpenter at home in this matchup. Batting third, great lineup order for him. Uh, kind of a moderate price tag as well. So he's definitely popping on a few. Uh, we've got Matt Chapman as well today versus a lefty. And he is checking in at, let's see, Chapman is sitting at 4100 today. So, you know, not a cheap price tag at all. Uh, and then, of course, there's the obvious choice, and that being Nolan Arenado versus a lefty in his first start ever. 
in Coors Field, and we know Nolan Arenado can just absolutely kill the baseball. And uh, actually, I was mine is still on second base. I thought I was on third. Sorry, um, man, still rusty on this one. But uh, so yeah, Kiki Hernandez, my second base choice. I can throw another name potentially out there. Uh, I was gonna say Isaiah Kinner Falafa. But I don't know if I can do it batting ninth. He's only 2,900 uh, against Andrew Triggs. Another guy who could have some stolen base upside. Probably not going to recommend him, though. We won't go there. Carpenter, Kiki, let's move to third, where it's a lot easier. Uh, if Villanueva's in the lineup today against Freeland, he got scratched last second uh, the other night. Play him. Nolan Arenado, play him. Matt Chapman, uh, only a 5 33 weighted OBA and 396 versus lefties. Oh, that's Arenado. You might want to play him. Uh, Chapman's not too bad himself, 341. But uh, when you compare to Arenado, he's just like, feels like a lock for him to hit a home run. Uh, Rafael Devers, uh, lefty on lefty, but that's not really slowed him down. But Hap, I talked about some of those numbers earlier. He's been pretty good versus lefties this season. So I'm probably not going to pay that, that number on him. It's not terrible at 3,900. But uh, I'd rather go with uh, a Chapman or, you know, all the way up to Arenado if I'm going to go that route. Um, but Villanueva at 4.2, another guy. Like I say, he's, if he's in that lineup today, I think you got to really just play him and, and move on. Okay, heading over to shortstop next. Uh, and I'm not talking much about Houston. I mean, they, they take on Otani tonight. There's a chance they could obviously hit him well, but he is arguably got the best stuff stuff on the slate so in gpps i get it um in cash games again with pitching not being a priority today you can get trevor story in at 4.3 with arenado you can get those guys into your lineup and it makes a lot of sense today so story 426 weighted oba 295 or 296 the uh, average 337 the iso against mr eric lauer uh yeah sign me up for that he makes a ton of sense for us today. Kyle Seeger should be back into the lineup, I would think, today. Got the day off yesterday. Not a lot of people are going to play him because they're probably just going to play Story at 100 less than him. So I don't mind him in tournament lineups uh, to differentiate against Dylan Peters. It is lefty on lefty, but Seeger just fine in that handedness split with the 184 uh, weighted OBA. Uh, if Philly game goes, Scott Kingery against Robbie Ray, definitely a guy to consider. Uh, sample size a little bit small, but so far he has been phenomenal versus lefties with a 417 weighted OBA, 307 in that uh, ISO. Again, really small sample size, but super talented guy who can do it on the base paths as well. So um, I still think there's major risk in that game, though. So I'm not going to get overly excited about it. Uh, I think I saw Siege um, tweet out something about Chad Pinder BVP. So let me let me see what uh, Chad Pinder BVP really is here tonight because uh, it's kind of surprising to see him have BVP. But let's see see what it is here tonight. Uh, Chad Pinder six for six with three home runs against Cole Hamels. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Six for six for three home runs. Now, yeah, sample size alert. It's only two games, but six for six for three home runs isn't bad. Chris Davis, 13 at-bats, uh, four hits, three home runs as well uh, going against Cole Hamels today. Again, if you're looking for DVP stats, you can find them both on the lineups page 
And we've got a BVP uh, free tool, which basically gives you everybody you need to know uh, in baseball for the day. So you can check that out. So I'm probably not playing Chad Pinder, but he's 3,300 is a good hitting environment, and he apparently owns Cole Hamels today. So uh, from that perspective, makes some sense. Uh, I love to play some Trey Turner, just so mediocre to bad against lefties. It's hard to get excited about that, but he did get two more hits uh, last night. The stolen base upside is clearly there. FanDuel, they're tempting you at under 4K. DraftKings not giving you that discount, though, at 4,500. Either is fantasy draft all the way up at 92. Okay, moving on to the outfield. Last spot for us here tonight. Certainly going to talk about some names here. Joey Gallo obviously has outfield eligibility. Already talked about Crush Davis. Definitely like him. And then J.D. Martinez lines up versus a lefty. You know the numbers. Uh, You play him in that situation. He's 5k tonight but uh with today's pitchers you can probably make him work uh, if you're looking for some value uh we talked about delino de shields he's only 3200 in that leadoff spot today against triggs and lucroy battery uh i like him once again today if the rays game would play even denard span leading off at uh, 3300 i think is a name that we can consider here today as well and uh, obviously, you're looking at San Diego, Perella, Manny Margot. I already talked about Will Myers a little bit. Those guys in tremendous spots against a pitcher I think they should be able to tee off on tonight. I don't have a problem going Bryce Harper. I don't think anybody will play him tonight. I think uh, he's an excellent tournament option because, uh, again, he just gets walked so much. You know, Two more walks for him last night. Uh, the handedness splits on him uh, versus lefties are are not great but um doesn't really bother me too much when you talk about Bryce Harper 341 woba the ISA down to 149 it is not a great hitter's ballpark at 5300 you're probably going to get him at you know potentially under 10% owned which uh anytime you can get Harper at under 10% owned you take him tie block not a hard thrower not a strikeout guy so I'd be more apt to take a shot on Bryce Harper potentially tonight uh let's quickly see what else we got again jd his numbers are off the charts today uh do you want to play mr tesco teoscar hernandez today he should be in the lineup batting second against porcello pretty incredible numbers so far versus righties uh this season it's 84 at bat so it's not a huge sample size but it's not terrible and you're looking at a 486 weighted oba and 429 uh uh, four or 429 uh, ISO for him. Incredible so far this season. Uh, definitely a guy to kind of consider today at 3.2K. Looking at the split stats on him. Definitely popping a little bit. And I already talked about Joey Gallo, who we like. If you're not playing Luke Weaver, you can play Cespedes. He's got uh, a pretty good uh, ISO versus righties, but uh, I'm going to be playing Luke Weaver, so I'm not going to be playing Cespedes. Uh, okay, there you go. That's what I got for you here tonight in baseball. Let's move on to the NBA and should be another nice slate tonight. We got three games for you. Let's kind of break them down. We'll just talk about each game here and Milwaukee and Boston first off. 
And I think we get a better effort from Terry Rozier here today. And the price has fallen now on him back down to under 7K. And uh, now there is a chance that Marcus Smart could play. Now, I don't know how much that's really going to hurt Rozier because he's kind of solidified himself as the guy, uh, as the point guard position. So uh, I like the price decrease on him uh, a good bit here. So I don't mind Rozier today. Uh, at 6,800. Jalen Brown obviously has been shooting the ball a ton. 24 attempts that last game, had 22 in game two. Um, you know, 53 fantasy points. The We're paying a premium. He started the series again at 56. Now he's up to 73. I think it's market share for him over on DraftKings today. So uh, I certainly don't mind him in that fair and balanced lineup. But uh, I think I'd rather take a $500 savings on a, a guy like uh, Terry Rozier tonight. Jabari Parker, uh, definitely a name to consider. The problem you run into with him is the salary's rising. I think he's still manageable on FanDuel today, but on DraftKings, he's up to 6,200. And he only played 25 minutes last game. Had uh, three blocks and two steals, which is kind of an outlier for him. 16-7-1 is good. It's not great at 6,200, so you just question whether or not he is going to get enough run to make it worthwhile. Uh, Thon Maker, I guess he's a semi-real deal because he played 31 minutes again last game um, and gave you 22 fantasy points. He's at 4,200. He'll probably be one of the uh, popular value choices. Aaron Baines, not a lot of minutes last game, but still got it done with 25 fantasy points at 3,900. So and definitely give him a little bit of a look. Obviously, Giannis, he's great. You don't need me to tell you that. If you can play him in your lineups, you probably should. Uh, okay, let's go over to Miami Philly next. And Ben Simmons has just been freaking rock solid night in and night out. He's over 10K, but it's like a lock and load 50 fantasy points. So it's hard not to want to play him in your lineups. Now, Embiid played horrible last game. And yet, he still gave you 40 fantasy points. He's under 9K tonight. And I think I'd be willing to play him here again today uh, back at home because he's got 50 fantasy points just waiting. And you can save, you know, what, 1,200 off of Simmons for him. I don't think he's shooting 2 for 11 from the field again. Uh, I think he could shoot 13 free throws again. He shot 15 in that first game. Uh, so the five blocks might feel like an outlier last game. But I think he's going to make up for that with way more scoring than the 14 points he had up there. Uh, I love Embiid tonight. Uh, absolutely a guy I'm looking to roster. James Johnson, uh, again, entrenched in minutes. Real real cheap over there on FanDuel. Uh, and DraftKings, they jumped his price a whole 900. So it makes it a little bit tougher to swallow in terms of putting him into your lineup. But I still think he is playable. Um, Sarich, he's fine. Uh, upside with the three-pointers that you get over there on DraftKings. Only four attempts last game. Had seven, ten, uh, made four in game one. Uh, those extra points kind of add up for him just a little bit over there at 6,400. Uh, the Dragon feels uh, too cheap here at 61. I feel like they need to play him minutes. They don't want to rely on, on Dwayne Wade. He played 37 that last game at 6,300. Now he's down to 61. I think he's a cash game play for you tonight. Am I going back to Mr. Whiteside tonight? I think I am. Played 26 minutes that last game, 13 points, 13 rebounds. Got in some foul trouble there against Embiid the game previous. And um, I mean, there's a very good chance he goes back to playing 15 minutes. So it is risky. 
but I don't mind the back and forth with Embiid and uh, Whiteside. Um, now there's a chance again with in doing that you do have foul issues, but uh, man, he seems way too cheap at 5,500 here tonight. Uh, if you're not playing Whiteside and you want to go the Olenek route, I mean that nine minutes that he played last game, not great. They ended up losing that game. The game prior to that, what I believe they uh, they won when some of his better games they've actually uh, played pretty well. You know, 30 fantasy points in their 113-103 win. Um, so I, I think he's going to get more run. I'm still a little bit nervous on it. Uh, he's not a cash game play for me, but you're not playing him and Whiteside together. That's what you need to know. Don't play those guys in the same lineup. One of the uh, biggest drops we've seen in salary in this series goes to Robert Covington, opened at 6,300 all the way down to 51. But we've seen, you know, his role is pretty steady in this. And with Embiid back, he is a guy who takes a step back. So uh, I'm probably not looking to play him all that much. Ursan's a little bit intriguing for me at 49. Um, I'd probably, you know, I... They like playing him late in games. Like, he's definitely a three-point shooter. He can catch him up. GPP play only. I mean, not a guy I'm looking to play in cash. I'd rather go to Winslow for 5K more. Another guy who played really good in that, um, uh, in that what was that, game three, I believe it was, uh, and then got in a little bit of foul trouble last game, and uh, his minutes were down in the 20 range. But uh, they like him. He can you know, play some solid defense versus Ben Simmons. Not shut down defense, but he has frustrated him. He's the one guy who's kind of frustrated Simmons so far this season. So I don't, I prefer him at 5K, certainly over uh, Covington, early Ilyasova. And and even Bellinelli, he's fine. Um, last game didn't quite get there. So reliant on that jump shot, um, getting looks. Only had seven of them last game. Uh, I'd probably rather play J.J. Redick for 300 more uh, if I'm going to play one of those two guys. Uh, so there you go. Uh, last game for San Antonio Golden State. Uh, okay, I think the guy you got to play here, obviously Durant is one of the guys you got to play here, but Sean Livingston at just 3,300. I think he's lock and load for 20 minutes, uh, 22 or more minutes potentially here and 20 some odd fantasy points at 3,300. He's going to open things up for you. And guy really does everything. He can score, rebound, dishes the ball. Love him today. So, you know, lock and load some uh, Livingston into pretty much every lineup for me tonight. Uh, Rudy Gay still feels kind of cheap out there, but at 5,900, I don't think we have to play him. Uh, Aldridge, you know, if you want to play him and Durant together, you can, but he has really been slowed down. I mean, he was a 50 fantasy point guy towards the tail end of the season and has only hit it once in the first four games. Suppose it could happen again tonight, but probably a good chance this series uh, is over and we could see a potential blowout. Uh, with Clay Thompson back at home, I think I'm a little more interested in him. Uh, 11 for 13, 12 for 20. Those were the two games at home. 8 for 16, 4 for 16, the two games on the road. So if you're going to play Clay, this is the spot to do it. He's going to play a ton of minutes in this one. Uh, if I'm looking at guards on San Antonio, I liked what I saw from Deontay Murray last game. Finally got a little bit heavier run. They won the game. I think they continue with him once again. And uh, he's 4,800, so I prefer him over Patty Mills if I'm going uh, that route tonight. We have 
Let's see. Kyle Anderson got a little bit more run. I don't think I'm looking to go there tonight. And Draymond at 79 probably should be a pretty safe option for you. He's been at 40 fantasy points three out of the four games. The one game he didn't get there, he got in foul trouble early, kind of threw him off in that game two and finished at 27 fantasy points. Uh, probably your safe price per dollar guy. Like He's going to get you 40 fantasy points tonight. If he does a triple-double or something crazy like that, you're into the 50s today. So under 8K, uh, play him on your teams today. So uh, there you have it. That's the uh, lookout or the outlook for NBA for us on this Tuesday. Uh, enjoy both versions of Daily Fantasy tonight, and uh, you can catch me once again, Sirius XM. I will be talking to you uh, from 6 to 7 Eastern. We got STL Cardinals with me tonight. And if you got feedback on anything happening here at Roto Grinders, you know where to find me, Dan, uh, at Dan underscore Bach over there on Twitter. Send me a message here on RG as well. And as always, good luck in your contest. Thanks to Fantasy Draft, and we'll talk to you tomorrow here on the Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Fix. See you, everybody. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock, like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 Tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. The all-new Toyota RAV4 asks, what if? What if your ride was refined and rugged at the same time? Introducing the all-new RAV4 Hybrid. 208 combined horsepower and standard all-wheel drive make it the most powerful RAV4. Plus, with its head-turning style and breakaway speed, it's bound to change the way you think of a hybrid. The all-new RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota. Let's go places. Horsepower. Ratings achieved using the required premium and lead gasoline with an octane rating of 91 or higher. Premium fuel is not used. Performance will decrease.